0: Hey there, Sean.
1: Hey, Pierce. How's it going?
0: It's pretty okay.
1: All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do
0: it. Let's start the show.
2: Take my fines. I'll cut the lines. It's nice that I got in your mind. I know... Sometimes rude <laughs> But
1: I
0: sip my wine And you'll sip your crude Oh, we could on un- the Okay, uh,
1: we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday Sorry for our tardiness uh, But we just, honestly, we, we really wanted to watch Super Tuesday Returns And so we decided we couldn't be bothered to do a podcast uh, oh, That's super. actually not, that's not true uh, We just, oh. uh, we, we have a modicum of self-respect Uh, and just had to work out a scheduling issue or two. I thought I was going to have to go to a a, uh, government meeting and wound up not having to do so, and just it worked better to be here now. Uh, But in order to be here now, I have a thing kind of right after we finish recording uh, in College Park, which is not where I live. And so I said, all right, We can do this. I'm just going to have to record from school, which means I had to pack up all of my recording gear and take it with me from my apartment uh, to the uh, picturesque campus slash construction hellscape that is the University of Maryland right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, in order to do that, piled all my shit into... Uh, something that is going to be the subject of our discussion this week. A tote bag!
0: Oh, it's not its not one of those robots that I see on college campuses now that go around <laughs> and deliver you things? Because that would be way cooler and, and hip, I think.
1: Wait, they've got Roe Butlers now?
0: Uh, I don't think they're Roe Butlers, but when I was recently on the Ole Miss campus, they had them delivering stuff, and I thought there was just one that they were trying out, but there were dozens of the the cooler shaped robots but I can't pick one of the <laughs> one of those up and carry it anywhere that has to be directed somewhere but the tote bag that you're speaking of it's it's really a, a a kind of wonderful thing I mean I carry one frequently anytime I go to the grocery store max I feel like you have a couple
2: tote bags do you not uh I have a few that I don't use. <laughs> I want to know what a cool shaped robot is.
0: <laughs> it looks it looks kind of like it looks kind of like one of those roller coolers. It actually looks just like that and you open the top to okay. get the things delivered to you.
2: But I know exactly what you mean.
0: But let's assume that you're a normal millennial and you're you're not quite that lazy, but you're getting stuff from the grocery store and you have to bring it back. I think tote bags sure. are very much in in vogue now. Um
2: I have like reusable grocery bags. Do those count? Uh, sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, we can
2: we can count those. Okay. But I yeah, I'll take them to the grocery store. I, I forget them very often. Though. Yeah, but
0: if you ever gotten the ones that are often given out as a thanks for coming type gift, it'll be emblazoned with the conference you go to or a company that's trying to sell you something, and it's usually the canvas kind. It doesn't really have a why. It has a. It has. I guess a wide bottom, but not a deep bottom. It's kind of rectangular shaped at the bottom. Yeah, but, uh,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and they're they're often emblazoned with the the uh, graphics of uh, such institutions as the New Yorker or NPR or PBS. If if you're a a certain kind of uh, well-meaning liberal yuppie type, mm-hmm. um, I have whole like I've got like a whole. Cubby box, and in my apartment that is like full of tote bags.
0: I I also have one, and and as should not be, you know, should not be forgotten in the run up to this. I have one that is at least famous to me for being taken <laughs> to all my concerts. <laughs> that that has true. fade on, uh, the book publisher on it. So I mean, they're 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 a big deal. Um, and I don't really think anything of of using them. I just use them. I think they're very functional and enjoyable. But as as we read, there is a darker side to the <laughs> tote bag conversation.
1: Yeah, so uh, Vox has a recurring series that we've talked about entries before. It's called, like, The Best Money I Ever Spent. Uh, and I happened upon one earlier this week that is about uh, the writer's first tote bag. And um, he... He sets the scene, and and, and this, uh, my choice of pronoun is going to be very important. Uh, He sets the scene uh, by telling the story of the time that his significant other uh, wanted to read him an essay uh, on the site The Cut, which is a New York magazine property that's aimed at women and, you know, like, I think there's a lot of like fashion coverage and, and beauty coverage too. Um, called, let me find the and title and it's worth it
0: noting the the cut is is very much a uh, an influential vertical, I guess you call it. It yes, is read that very is exactly widely. Exactly what it is called. And people will spend many columns responding to something written on the cut.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, in this case, an essay called "Men Know It's Better to Carry Nothing." Uh, and I know we're, we're getting a little sort of, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're nesting in scenes within essays into each other, but the cut essay starts with a scene being set of, uh, someone spilling an iced coffee on the subway and, uh, let's just for the sake of simplification say half of the subway car springs into action in an attempt to help the person who spilled. Mm-hmm. the women, and half the men uh, go pretty far out of their way to do nothing and just sort yes. of gawk at the whole situation. And yes. so uh, that, moving back to the Vox essay, uh, the writer, I'll just, his, his name is Nick Juarez, so I'll just, I'll start calling him Juarez, it'll be easier. Uh, Juarez uses this, uh this time where his, uh, his girlfriend is reading him this essay to realize that what's going on is that she's trying to tell him, hey man, uh, I feel that this illustrates an inequity in our relationship. You don't help with stuff. You don't, like you're not prepared. You don't have things when we might need them. And so he takes it to heart and gets a tote bag. And here is roughly the point where I start hating Nick Juarez.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, Max, I I have a lot of thoughts about this. And I think that Sean and I have already expressed that we are users of tote bags. So our, our relationship to this piece both of these pieces is slightly different than yours do you feel strongly about this idea of the the tote bag being the harbinger of of greater inequities in in relationships or or just in the way men as a as a gender writ large compared to women as a gender writ large no <laughs> you um. don't say <laughs>
2: I don't, so I don't carry a tote bag personally. Um, I do have a small backpack that I, I like to throw things in. If I'm having a, a longer day, I'll put my glasses in there, maybe a book, maybe some headphones, maybe some snacks, things like that. Mm-hmm. I like having my, I'll call it a go bag. Um, it's not a tote bag though. Uh, I also know, like I, I recognize when when I go hiking with, uh, with Bridget, like I'll, I'll usually carry a backpack and we'll put all the things in there and that's usually enough for both of us, so... There, there's, you could say, there's an inequity in that sense, um, but it doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's a bit much. It sounds like what was his name Juarez. Yeah. It sounds like he's going a little far with the um, his girlfriend's upset with him, and so he he decided to, um, I don't know, go like ultra feminist by carrying a man purse is what it sounds okay. like.
1: Okay, all right. So I I don't I don't want to step on that. We're gonna get there. I, I don't I don't yes. want to jump on that just. Just yet, uh, he just pulled
0: out the the double barrels of feminism and man purse at the jump, which just is like very important.
1: Kool-Aid manned his way into the podcast. <laughs> I like Told? to be involved. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll stop that now. Um, but I think the the first thing that that kind of upset me was that he talked about like the first time he filled his tote bag to go out on an adventure and. He just immediately has a newfound sense of self-reliance, dude. You carried a tote bag one time.
2: I I think, or he was just totally useless. Or, or that sure. Imagining pre-tote Juarez. But like, it's not a good. You know,
1: the things that he describes putting in his bag are basically exactly what are what's in your bug-out bag, which I I think we are all intimately familiar with at this point. Um. (laughs) Although he also has weed <laughs> you know, he like makes a point of saying I've got weed he in it.
0: he works he works for a weed blog I believe so oh
1: okay that that tracks. Um, he also lives in Long Beach California so like I, you know this, do do with all that information what you will yeah. um but you know I, I think that I, I guess I guess what I'm getting at is i I mad at Nick Juarez because he just he missed the point he obviously missed the point of what his girlfriend was trying to tell him. Because the thing that he's all excited about is I can sneak in a few pages of reading while I wait for coffee or I'm on a break at work. And that's not what she was trying to tell you, man. Like, that's not... If you're arguing about whether or not you are in a position to help, you know, in situations where help might be needed because you don't have, like... Because you just walk around with what can fit in your pockets. Like having a paperback book isn't it's not an answer to that. This is not an answer to that at all.
0: Yeah, and and I think a big part of it is is that if if you're doing something and and just thinking about what you shouldn't be doing, then you then you really aren't doing the thing. Like the idea of of doing you can't you can't not that that comes out here, which is you just one thing that comes out in in both articles is that there's not this this empathetic type of person it's it's laying that out as is, is that you know he is not being empathetic the group is not being empathetic
1: correct the the cut article references the quote arrogant nonchalance of someone who travels to work with nothing on his person but his phone his wallet and his keys i would argue that uh the arrogant nonchalance of someone who throws his glasses case and some weed in a tote bag, and says the problem is solved, is worse.
0: Yeah, he's uh. he's not helping. He's not <laughs> helping anyone but himself. Yeah, which, yeah. I think that's really what you're getting at, and it's coming. I didn't think about that there because he just seemed like kind of a a doofus, really. And and that's I charitable. now it's like okay, yeah, you really haven't solved the greater issue or delved into that. I, you know. Max, I don't know if you if you thought about at all that part of this, at least for me, is just this is in the way that we are, quote unquote, supposed to be. You know, this idea of the, the manly man who, who can do it all on his own is self-reliant. It's almost like he's going back into that trap versus the, I don't know, a very matronly person. I mean, that idea of being matronly and how much that plays into it as these again, writ large ideas of how you should be and how, I think, society and the products that are we're supposed to buy are are framed to us.
2: I think that's just making more of it than it needs to be. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a pretty simple case of, like, men's clothes have pockets and women's don't. Yeah. Um. I... Like, if you want to carry a bag around with bigger things than what fits in your pockets, go for it. But if you're a woman, you don't really have those choices all the time, so you, you need a, a small bag. The, but yeah.
1: th- that's the whole point. Therein lies the issue. And and that's, that's one of the things that is like a central point of the Cut article, or the Cut essay, I guess is the right word, is that yeah. women are not afforded the luxury of being able to choose to not have all the shit that they need. Uh, the Lisa Miller, who's the, the writer, uh, talks about in the 80s, like there's there's kind of a, a clearly pinpointable time where the really widespread use of the handkerchief starts to phase out. Yeah. The handkerchief, a utilitarian, functional thing that you can, you know, you can blow your nose into, you can dab sweat off your brow. Uh, mm-hmm. And in its place... <clears throat> The pocket square, the quote, utterly ineffectual decorative signifier of male power. Like and what? What is? What is more of an expression of? Ha! Fuck you! I don't have to. My my storage spaces don't have to be useful. Then I'm going to take a whole pocket and I'm going to put a decorative cloth in it.
0: Yeah, and that's true. And and I would I would point to as these maybe these conceptions and and you know, the commodification of these roles going from the pocket square to now we're kind of back to as we delved into maybe with bowling last week as uh, maybe the man now carries a bandana as I just bought one that was a branded bandana from an inn recently. You know, I think these things, (laughs) I think these things change, but it does go, there are these social expectations that are written into the advertising and the products that that we buy and and so part of what is being yelled at is yeah it's the you should be more empathetic but also you know how are our products Uh, Branded. they spend a lot of time talking about Jane Birkin and the the conception of the Birkin bag, Mm -hmm. and that's a big driver of this. I mean, it also goes into the history of men versus women carrying bags. It is a a recent phenomenon in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, but but she points out that in uh, uh, olden times, uh, men often carried around bags because, like, carrying the money was the man's responsibility. Like ultimately yes. it comes back to this idea that that you know, there's a there's a level of power in having the freedom to not have to carry stuff. And that's an that's a freedom that's generally afforded to men, not to women. And yeah. so that's like that's kind of a bummer. There's a lot of you know, she points out mixed messages that get sent to women on a daily <laughs> basis where on the one hand you get told prepared for every situation you need to have all of the different products for every situation you might encounter in in a day in your purse at the same time you're you know you're kind of prompted to purge and declutter and find what sparks joy and and these are things that are just kind of you know whether it's whether it's like a really deeply ingrained bias or whether it's just kind of laziness like these are are questions that kind of aren't asked of men men don't yeah. face the same social consequence for like being you know kind of disorganized and messy but they do face the social consequence of as you mentioned earlier max the man purse
2: yeah <laughs> Does do you... the social the social consequence of what being judged for having one? Yes
1: that's that's exactly what it is. It's it's a, it's a dumb, it's an incredibly dumb, pervasive cultural stereotype that carrying like a handheld bag and in a backpack, like the kind of bag it is really matters in this case. Uh, like a backpack is different. i don't i don't know why i don't know why it is but did i mean max because
2: your hands are free to to punch and jab and do manly things he he i I think you're exactly
0: right and and i was gonna kind of ask uh max if if you think you're carrying a backpack versus an over shoulder bag or or a messenger bag or something like that is at all informed by that thought process even if not now but maybe you know 10 years ago when you started carrying a bag or something?
2: Uh, Maybe, but I really don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think my backpack is driven from the fact that it it probably makes me look nerdy or whatever, but I I just find it much easier to throw it on my um, shoulders and have my arms free. Mm -hmm. Um, It's much easier to bike around with a backpack than like a tote bag, I would imagine. Um, Granted, nowadays, most bikes have little baskets and things, so those are getting easier, but in general, for me, it's just total a, a question of functionality
0: yeah and and another question i have for you which is switching gears a little bit uh is that you have (laughs) done a little more research and thought into minimalism as compared to sean and i and that is mentioned i think in both instances but certainly in the cut um really as one where there's this idea of we're supposed to be embracing that but is that is that really fair should it matter shouldn't everybody be doing it do you think that that um, affects your view of, of the idea that we should carry around all this this stuff um, if really it should be minimal, even what you keep on your person?
2: No, I mean, I don't think that's really... I don't think that's really affected my, my view of what I carry around. Um, I think minimalism is more focused on, like, at least what you're referencing is probably more focused on, like, what you feel like you need to live a daily life, but it doesn't necessarily impact what you maybe have on your person, but maybe that's because I'm already, I already don't have a lot of things on me typically. Yeah. Um, and I do appreciate that the freedoms rewarded to me when I bring my bag with me, but then I also often choose not to take it just because I don't want the burden of it on my shoulders. Literally. Yeah. Um, I, I guess <laughs> in some ways, uh,
0: this this article may have been written, not not this this tote bag one, but the 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 cut one, almost like pre how big um, airpods have gotten and things like that. So there's another te- technological thing that we're holding close to ourselves. And I know a lot of people who have um, been losing their airpods cases recently and it'll fall out of their suit jacket pocket or, or something like that. And so it has me thinking that maybe, if we're hypothesizing on ways that more people carry bags, um, what is it going to be? Is it going to be something like that? I have valuable things that I want to keep a little bit more secure and my pockets are too baggy or my pockets are too tight. Um, and then the other thing, other ways that we could see an avenue towards this is, I think there is a normalization with tote bags. I mentioned taking them to the grocery store. Um, New York City, I think, is really implementing in earnest their plastic bag fee here soon. And then also in general, it's just you know climate climate friendly type stuff. Even though in the long run it might not have a huge effect, but people are thinking about the choices they make and things that are reusable.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, well, that still varies a lot by where you are in the U.S. I mean, that's that is very much still some uh, coastal elite shit. Um, yeah, and and the cut article for for reference was published in July of last year. So uh, the AirPods, it's pretty big. I mean, we're talking yeah. you know within the last eight months. Um, uh, yeah, I, I do. I think that. I think that you're right. I would say that in the in the circles that the three of us run in for sure, you know, those those stereotypes have kind of faded away a fair amount. And and the idea is that you know, doing something that's good for the environment is more important than whether or not someone says, "Hey, you got a man purse." Um uh, yeah. it's, it's just a preposterously dumb thing to say to somebody.
0: Yeah. And I think that when when something like that happens, or, or framing it that way, uh, what both of these tell me, and I think we've gotten to here, is that everyone can be more thoughtful, and sometimes that might mean being thoughtful in spite of someone else being thoughtless. Um, and, and that's that's hard to ask, but you know, <laughs> make sure that if someone spills, you you think about helping them, even if you don't have anything. Um, You know, you can go pick up the cup and get it out of the way in in this particular instance, even if you don't have a bandana or a napkin to help out. It's if you're not carrying anything and this can be applied as a metaphor in in a lot of places. But if you're not carrying anything, uh, you're not showing your your ability to help. If you're totally insular and and self-reliant, there's there's that self first. And maybe you still are putting yourself number one, but it's not that much to be a little bit helpful. You probably don't have to get anywhere that quickly. Um, and we can you know how bad it feels if you spill something in a really embarrassing public place like that. And the best way to help others is is to to you know, lend a hand of some sort. Yeah. Even I, if it's just that.
1: But let's also let's also not let's not count out the value of being able to help yourself like being out you know i like to i like to go on a little walkabout days where i'll go like you know metro down into dc and just walk around for two hours you know it's it's incredibly gratifying to be like shit i've been walking around for a long time i'm kind of kind of parched oh wait i have a water bottle in my bag that i'm carrying with me like and th- i mean you you chuckle and yes it's that's kind of a silly example but like it's another thing you know i, I think that i think the man purse is, the man purse fears are really dumb for a lot of reasons you know they're just it's connected to all of these different sort of expectations and and ideas that we've You know, at one time or another, decided we're feminine, like self-care, and the expectation, the expectation of self-care, seems to be still very disproportionately placed on women, and that's just that's like that's not right. Like, go go get a fucking pedicure. Yeah, it getting a pedicure is amazing.
0: Uh, Usually, things are if if they're good for one group of people if they're helpful if they make people feel better in a way that is not harmful it's probably good for way more people than (laughs) than just that um carrying around things you need and things others may need including things like a charging pack one of those portable batteries it's probably good for everybody it's probably a good idea
1: i mean i walk around with a, a bag that is absolutely shredding my shoulders and back because it's got chargers it's got a water bottle it's got like pens and notebooks out the wazoo in it you know it's got my computer it's got a book it's just like i have so many i carry around so much stuff when i basically when i go anywhere and it's just like it's it's stuff that maybe i won't need maybe no one else will need it but like you know the 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 old adage that your parents probably told you at some point in your life of it's better to have something and not need it than to need it and not have it. Like it's really not a bad maxim to live by sometimes.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably true. Um, uh, you know, Max, do you have any particular uh, suggestions on things that you must have in, in your bug out or go bag if If people are trying to build a tote,
2: uh, I like having my sunglasses. Oh, it's a good one. That's a good one. I forget mine a lot. And on top of that, I often will put sunscreen in my bag. Smorts. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to get skin cancer. Well, um, I think
0: I think on that note, I really I really don't have anything else to add other than what? tote bags are good. But also, it's not just about the tote bag. It's about how you uh, how you think about others in your tote bag carrying.
1: Yeah. If you, if you get in a discussion with your significant other about inequities in your relationship carrying around a tote bag is not the answer it's not the habits. answer that's right be considerate of people that's important so uh, alright now, now that we've done that let's move on to Pierce's sorry what are you apologizing for today
0: so uh, this morning I got to work and uh i was greeted with a lot of emails from names i didn't recognize um you all are familiar with the the uh reply all rabbit hole that sometimes happens it's really more of a black hole where you get email after email has that, has that ever happened to you all at work
1: yes the reply all apocalypse yes oh yeah <laughs>
0: Well, as, as you may realize, the, the place that I work has a lot of employees, and if you put an email on certain, um, certain things, uh, there are going to be a whole lot of people replying with, please take me off this list, or stop replying all by replying all, uh, and so on and so forth. Please take and me off s- of
1: the list, employees all.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So I this is not my, my first time with this, this happening. Uh, so I quickly, um, rectified the situation by creating a rule cause we have outlook and it's right there. It's a rule, you know, rule. If it goes to this list, um, you can do, uh, move to a folder. Mm-hmm. So I did that, which was great. I'm glad I did that. Uh, I'm glad I didn't reply all cause I know that that's helpful. But when I was walking from work today and in thinking about what we've talked about today and, uh, trying to be helpful in changing your habit, um, not just doing the thing that is the quick fix or the solve. Uh, I'm sorry because I think that a thing I could have done and could have been helpful is to send what I did in an email to Repile. Yes, I'd be part of the problem, but I'd be part of the solution. And then everyone else would know going forward, all you need to do was put in a rule because it's right there. Um, So that's one of those where, Yeah, I did the right thing for me, but I could have put that in everyone else's tote bag.
1: Hello. Should you, like me, want to delete all of your emails without having to read them, here's how you do it. Sincerely, your work friend, Pierce. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, so we will uh, end, as we do, with a big idea from pop culture. Uh, I mentioned Soup Tuesday up at the top of the story, uh, of the show, rather. Uh, but uh, that's in part because I've been I've been thinking about this uh, story that the New York Times ran yesterday uh, involving... Uh, getting perspectives from a number of their uh their journalists people who cover politics and people who don't cover politics about uh their participation in political life and they all uh i would say for the most part they've all uh a lot of newsrooms really like operate off a code where you're not allowed to be kind of an active campaigner you can't can't campaign for a candidate you you can't make political donations um but the question of voting is one that is much more kind of up in the air and and it's a you know it's a topic of of much discussion especially in a world now where an abc news correspondent has been suspended for getting project veritas and surreptitiously videotaped talking about the fact that he had the audacity to have Uh, personal political viewpoints Um, and and the times DC bureau chief fellow by the name of Peter Baker said this uh, as reporters our job is to observe not participate and so to that end I don't belong to any political party I don't belong to any non-journalism organization I don't support any candidate I don't give money to interest groups that all seems good so far and I don't vote I tried hard not to take strong positions on public issues, even in private, much to the frustration of friends and family. Um, th- this all let's just make, This it, is dumb on its face because it's not true. It's it's just not true. It's not it's not human. It's not human yeah. to to act that way, uh, and 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 so he's either. He's either mistaken or he's lying. Um, And and there have been a number of uh, kind of good pushbacks to it. Uh, There was a a great Twitter Twitter thread from uh, Albert Bernico about it the other day. Uh, But there was a a really great uh, response yesterday from Kotke.org. Yeah. under a a blog post called should political journalists vote and so jason kotke the blogger in question uh quotes baker and then says maybe it's just me but this seems like a deeply weird approach and ultimately an intellectually dishonest one not voting is taking a political position a passive one perhaps but a political position nonetheless There's no direct analogy to not voting or not taking private positions on political issues for other areas of reporting, but just imagine being a technology reporter who doesn't own a mobile phone or computer because they don't want to show favoritism towards Apple or Samsung, a food reporter who's unable to dine at restaurants outside of work, or a style reporter who can't wear any clothes they didn't make themselves. Absurd, right? Yes, it's absurd.
0: (sighs) So I guess the other day, I know that Bon Appetit did an interview with <clears throat> Pete Wells, and they couldn't show his face. Um, not showing his face makes him better at his job, and that's kind of what I thought here. It's like, this doesn't make you better at your job, and you can take these things and compartmentalize in them because you are good at your job. So I, it's very frustrating. Um, you know, Dwight Howard can still be a good center and shoot threes too. I know that's slightly different, but it makes me think of that, which is, you can do this thing, too, and it's not going to ruin your, your job. And I don't know, Peter Baker, I'm sure, is really great, but that, just like, that, that's problematic.
1: The, the problem is that we've conflated ideas of objectivity. Uh, and so the shorthand people use is that journalists are supposed to be objective. And people have taken that to mean journalists are not allowed to hold any points of view. That's stupid. Again, as I mentioned, that's not a human way to live life. What journalists are supposed to do is practice objective journalism. They're supposed to uh, they're supposed to use objective methods of gathering information. They're supposed to write without leaning into their biases and their opinions. And if they notice that it's happening anyway, they're supposed to interrogate. Well, why do I feel this way? Am I the right person to be writing this story? Should I maybe try to farm it out to someone else? So, like, it's just. It's an un, its literally—it's an impossible standard to hold people to because people aren't that way. People have opinions about stuff. Anyone who tells you they don't have opinions about anything again, is fucking lying. So just d- don't give in to bad faith arguments because that's that's what this is. That's how this turns into somebody from ABC getting suspended because it's a bad faith argument that because David Wright has political viewpoints that he can't practice objective journalism it's wrong it's bad it's stupid it needs to stop yeah. All right. all yep. right feels good get to get that out of soapbox my soapbox now feels good to get that out of my <laughs> system uh, on that note that is the end of the show you can find us on facebook or twitter at pretty okay pod or at our home on the web www.prettyokaypod.com you can subscribe to our feed on your podcast app and device of choice. If you do that, please do us a favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean.
0: I'm
2: Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye. Makes it